Welcome to this edition of the Wolves Women podcast. I'm your host, Nick. I'm joined today by Jess. Hi. And we're joined by Tom. Hello, everyone. And we've got a huge amount to crack through this time, so we'll just dive straight in. Um, first game sort of to, to sort of pick up on we've played in the last sort of few, couple of weeks was a small game. It wasn't that important, wasn't that big. Not many people were there. It was against some team. I don't know who they really are. They're playing Tesco carrier bags. Um, and it was, yeah, it was that lot down the road. And we won 2-0. Um, with Tammy and Amber getting the goals, and as I mean, there was 656 people there. Let's let's start there. Part of the football second. 656 people midweek. Um, the like, schools and people are still on holiday with the schools, etc. And there were 656 people there to see a women's football match. Yes, okay, except it's Black Country Derby. Yes, the club pushed it quite a bit. Other social media threads are pushing it quite a bit. But even so, that is an amazing attendance, I think. Tom, Jess, you were both there. I couldn't make it. We'll come on to that in a bit. Um, well, basically, I, I was co- coaching football, my son's football team, so I couldn't make it up to the game. So, um, yeah. So, Jess, what was the atmosphere like? It was, hands down, the best Wolverine game in terms of atmosphere that I've been to. And I think, you know, I've never, ever seen that many people. There were, people were literally stood around the pitch, in front of the pitch there was pretty much every seat was taken up in the stand and I think it just shows the journey this team's been on and I think the only way is up from here and to have that many people at a game yeah it was a black country derby but I think still to have that many people if half of those people liked it and come back again then I think it's another step in the right direction in terms of getting more crowds in in the future. Definitely Tom what were your feelings and experience from that game? Yeah, the crowd was amazing at the Black Country Derby. We really did get behind the team. And, you know, over 600 um, fans there on a Wednesday night um, to watch a women's game. It's incredible, isn't it? And, you know, the, the women on the pitch, they appreciate it as well. You know, because it, it, it urges them on. And it was nice to see him at the end come over and clap the fans because, you know, the, fan, the fans was incredible. It was packed out. It's what you want to see. It's what you want to see. And it's credit to the the women's team because it's been built up and built up to the point now. I mean, you're getting decent crowds for a women's game in Tier 3. I mean, with some championship teams, women's championship don't get that type of crowd. So to get 600 on a Wednesday night, it's incredible. Definitely. And I mean, I think it will probably, well, it'll take something to surpass that for the, you know, for the attendance record for, this for the women's national, you know, the FA Women's National League this season. Um, so we're on good course for to have the record attendance um, in the in the league this season. Going on to the football, um, just quickly run through the lineup. It was Shannon Turner in goal, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Jade Cross, Jan Palmer, Amber Hughes, Kelly Darby, Summer Holmes, Anna Morfitt, and Ali Miller and Beth Merrick in were the starting eleven. With the only change really from the Derby game was Helen Demore dropping out, who picked up an injury in that um, in the Derby game. Uh, you know, two two great goals, or two goals there we scored. Jess, what was what were your thoughts on the game itself? Yeah, I think we deserved the three points. I think Albion didn't make Shan wasn't too busy. I think she obviously they had a couple of chances and 
but I think we did deserve it and I think the goals were definitely 100% deserved and I think everyone really not just Tammy and Amber that scored but everyone Kelly Anna Morphy Ali Miller everyone stepped it up and it was definitely deserved three points in my opinion Helps if I unmute myself as well, but times doesn't it really? Um, so Tom, um, you you obviously enjoyed the game as well, like like Jess. Any thoughts on it? It was a brilliant win against the West Brom Albion. Um, you know they were bogey side to us um, for men's and women's. So to get the win against them is brilliant, and it was well deserved. I mean, we should have been two, three up, maybe even before half time. Um, at the beginning, we did start a little bit shaky, a little bit nerves, but we soon settled out into the game and then we'll just become dominant. And but to me, there was only one one team that was going to win that, in my opinion, and it was going to be Wolves. And the goal finally came um, from Tammy George, gets us in the lead. And then Amber, you know, getting that crucial second goal, mm-hmm. killing the game off, and we get the three points. And brilliant performance bragging rights have come to Wolves and you know brilliant brilliant win three points well, in the bag yeah we all like beating that lot don't we uh, any uh, Tammy, definitely uh, Tammy's goal Jess did you, you any thoughts about whether it was a, an own goal or is it very much Tammy's I mean I'm, I'm going to give it to Tammy obviously I think we deserved it but it was a bit of a scrappy goal it was hard to see from where I was sitting but a goal was a goal at the end of the day and I think that soon settled our nerves getting that goal. And I think that was definitely very important, whether it was an own goal or whether Tammy scored it. It was a goal and definitely helped us get the three points. Definitely. As you say, big three points, just simply for the bragging rights as well. And keeps and kept them without any points on the board until that point as well, which was also quite entertaining, to say the least. Um, moving on swiftly to Fylde. Um That finished... Nil-nil. I was there. You were there, Tom. Um, we'll quickly run through the, the team sheet. There was not any... The, sort of a, Shannon Turner, Anna Price, uh, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Jade Cross, Amber Hughes, Kelly Darby, Summer Holmes, Anna Morford, Ali Miller and Beth Merrick. The, sort of, the only change there really was that Perksy came in for jam um, and then switched it around slightly. Attendance was 201. It was the fifth highest in Tier 3 and the highest in our division that weekend. And I think it's worth noting that that game was literally in the run-up to the Man United game. I mean, I drove sort of, as I left um, CKW, the Man United game was kicking off. In fact, I drove past Molyneux on the way home um, and could hear the crowd there. So to have 200 people with literally sort of five, you know, when they were having to sort of race, many were having to race down or make a choice. It says a lot as well about the commitment of Wolves fans. Um, Tom, what were your thoughts on the game itself? Fard was a tough game. You know, it was tough for both sides. But we all know how, how brilliant Fard have got. You know, we've got some incredible players there. Um, and it was really end-to-end game, I think. But, you know, Floyd had chances um, and Wolves did as well. Um, but there's far, I think Keaton in goal for Floyd. She pulled off two brilliant saves um, to deny Wolves going in the lead. And, you know, it was a battling game, physical game. And I think Wolves 
incredibly deserved that point. Um, and it keeps us with them. It keeps us with them at the top. We're not running away. We're staying with them. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic result. And as Dan says, it's a great advert for women's football that game was. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah, their keeper, Keating, it, she's on loan from Man City, if I remember rightly. So that's yeah, I mean, that's she's on loan from WSL. Some some caliber of a keeper, but but then Shan also had made some really good saves that game. I think, it, as you say, it was a fairly even yeah. game. It was a fairly even game. Here you go, Jess. Here's a question for you: What links that match with the 26th of April, 2018? Any ideas, Tom? Do you want to dive in? Can you think of any you know, quick buzz round there? 26 of April 2018. Oh, was that when we played the FA Cup game against them? No. Was it the last draw we had? It was the last time Wolves women drew in the league was the 26th of April 2018. Well done, Jess. That was against Derby away. It finished one all. Can you name the Wolves scorer? No. Any thoughts, Tom? Can you, are you going to try and rescue this point here at all? Uh, I can't think of the top of my head. Um, Jade Cross, by any chance? Buzz, bingo for Thomas there. We got it. It was Jade Cross. Macca had actually joined the club in February that 2018. So this was that was the last time he drew in the league as well. Was that because that was a runoff um, free draws? I believe I, I've been informed by our Stato supports. Um, yeah, so we we've not drawn for three years, nearly three years, but well, sort of well, over three years, and that's the point, you know. Now, so that's I think that says something about this team. I mean, we've only lost in that time. We've lost what about four games in that time since then as well. So it's um, it's a long time, and that. You know, so that says something about this team. It was also when we were last in this tier as well, which was the last time we drew. Um, so I think, you know, it was a battling game. We all agree it was a, a really good... I think what, we won't be able to tell whether it was a point one or two points dropped personally until we get to the end of the season, see where we are and see how things line. But at the minute, I think it's a really good point on the board. Um, definitely. I agree. Most definitely. But and that leads us actually into the next now next game, Forest. We, I mean, we chatted sort of um, in the last episode with Chris about it, the, the sort of build up to this game, um, with it being sort of again sort of top versus third in the AR case. You know, we were third by this point, and it was going to be another really tough game. Um, just quickly run through the team lineup. Um, we had Shannon in goal, and we had Emma. Tammy, Jade, Amber Hughes, Kelly Darby, Summer Holmes, Anna Morfitt, Ali Miller, Helen Demody, and Beth Merrick. And again, only one change to a fairly, really stable team with H coming in for Perksy in, there, in the midfield there. Um, you both were there. It was a, a bit of a wonder goal by Morfitt, Anna Morfitt. It was with, uh, I, I'm Having seen the footage, she definitely meant it. It was definitely not a cross into the box. Um, she knew exactly what <laughs> she was doing, um, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that's what she'll say as well. Um, what was the game like, uh, Jess? I think we were definitely the better team, and I think we did deserve that goal. I think 
obviously the last time we played Forest in the cup there, we we knew that obviously Rosie Axon is one of the players that sticks out in my mind. He was really good that game. And I think having seen their results, Rosie Axon and Jay Darber were going to be difficult in terms of trying to stop them from scoring. But I think our defence handled it very well. I think we definitely deserved the goal. And in terms of, from what I can remember, I think we handled the goals up front better than we did before. But I think, obviously, Anamorphic's goal, whether it was a cross or a shot, I think we definitely deserved that the three points in terms of them playing. I don't think they had... Shan wasn't really tested that much. They didn't have that many shots that she had to make saves. But I think their goal, he kept them in the game quite a few times. And obviously, Anna's goal definitely did make the three points a lot more... We definitely deserve them. I think it was worthwhile that she scored that. Yeah, that makes sense. Tom, what are your thoughts about the game? It was a brilliant game today. Um, I think that it was only, as I say, only one winner and that was worse. Um, Sorry, Tom, mate. Top. We're lost you, losing you there second time. I don't know what happened. You seem to go all staticky. Um, so, I mean, just we'll cut back to you in a second, mate. Um, attendance was 392, another big attendance. Um, and I think that says something about the, um, again, the commitment um, from the Wolves fans. Sorry, um, so, Tom, you, your thoughts, another big attendance there. Yeah, another big attendance um, today. It was a brilliant turnout. Um, and on to the game, you know, I think that we could have been two up before the break. Um, their goalkeeper made an incredible save. Um, you know, well, um, um, now, whether it was a shot or a cross, who knows? Only, only um, more than um, It was a lucky, lucky goal. But a deserved goal, and I think that the their goalkeeper was a little made a, a mistake, um, really for letting that in. But before that, she, she was incredible in, in keeping Wolves in the game. Anyway, it's three points, a well deserved three points. The match five clean sheets now out of five league games. So the defence is really, really pulling together, and the goalie trying to come into his team as well. She's obviously playing. Um, in, in place of Beck Thomas at the minute, and she's kept five clean sheets. So, you know, if, if you're not conceding goals, you've always got a chance of winning games. You know, even if you win them like 1 0, you know, you, you've always got a chance. So, yeah, brilliant from a defence or on the pitch. And, and Summer Holmes today, again, and a brilliant performance. The way she controlled that midfield is, is incredible. And for me, she was the player of the match out there again. Definitely. It's, I agree. Uh, it's interesting what you're saying there about the um, about the, the fact, again, another clean sheet. That, as you say, that's five clean sheets on the row. Um, and I, I was trying to work it out. And I've done a bit of an estimate. Do you know how long I think we've gone without conceding a goal in this division? Jess, do you want to have a guess at all? Tom, a guess? I would say, obviously, when we played... Probably three years ago in that division, but probably the last time. 
Well, I was thinking, yeah, I was going, we've, well, it's this season so far, we've kept clean sheet for 550 minutes. I mean, that's wow. some achievement. Um, I think that says a lot about this sort of team as well, about how, where they are um, and about how we're doing. Uh, and it's interesting because I think we've got a couple of listeners questions. We had a couple of listeners questions. And I'm sort of going to merge them to, to um, sort of one big question. One, you know, so it's come from Cypher. Cy F, Cy uh, Faulkner, and Long Gemnall. Um, and basically, it's about sort of, you know, sort of the how we're doing this season and how, uh, how do. So I've read size out. We're now four to five games, or five games into the season, quarter of the way through. How do we feel the season's gone? And do you feel we've played the stronger teams in the division? And therefore, I suppose the question is sort of, where do you think we'll get to, sort of, and how we'll do in the league? Are we. Is this where we're going to end up in the league, roughly, sort of this sort of top three slot, or are we, you know, are we going to tail off? Do you think, or is this a this is our level now? Jess, thoughts? I know it's a sort of a bit of a wordy, wordy question there. Well, I think we've played some very good teams. I think obviously, Foyle, Derby, and Nottingham Forest are all going to be up there this season, and I think obviously having come into this division. We've signed new players and I think we've played, obviously, to not concede a goal and to have taken three points from all of those games bar the fired game. I think it's definitely been an amazing start. And obviously, when we made our predictions in that first episode of the podcast, none of us predicted that the season would have gone as as well and as good as it is at the minute. But I think we've just got to take it game by game and see how it pans out through the rest of the season. But I think definitely, hopefully, it will carry on throughout the season but obviously we're not going to keep a clean sheet for every single game this season but it's definitely a really good start into this league this season yeah I remember rightly Tom we were sort of averaging around the sort of the five points mark from the first three games thereabouts um we've done a bit better than that slightly sort of um double that and a bit more um your thoughts do you think we're at this is you know sort of after four or five games we're at that that point where this is our level within the league. You know, they've shown that today. Um, again, against the strong Nottingham Forest side, we've played Fylde. We've got a result out of them, not conceded against them. And they've gone and put three, was it three or four past um, Hull today? Yeah, three past Hull today. And you look at Derby County as well. Mm. You know, they've been them away from home. Um, so, I mean, nobody expected us to be just for the start that we finished as much as eight games for 20 points. We want that 20 point mark. And I think we, we've overachieved. I think we have our expectations and everyone's expectations of them. I think if you look at the clubs thinking when we come off, they're thinking, well, we don't know how old we're going to be. You know, because we all know we haven't had the best of the ones that we've had before in the past. But the commitment from the club, bringing championship players, and gentlemen, and they've all gelled together. They've all gelled into, and it is, it's been brilliant. It's been brilliant. And yeah, I can see us completely. I think we'll, we'll, we'll go all the way with Boyle. I think it'll be, I think you'll see Derby up there with us as well. And obviously, Boris. 
I think it'll be Fylde, Wolves, Derby and Forest competing up there. Yeah, I was just looking at the table just before we came on and you sort of got a top three at the minute who have all played five games of of us, Fylde and Forest. Um, and that sort of really sort of says a lot about it. You know, we're sort of two teams on 13, one on 10. Um, and obviously Derby, just, uh, Derby and Huddersfield just sort of chasing up behind us. Um, so you've almost got a top five Maybe top six, you include Brighouse, noting they've got a game in hand as well. Um, similar to Dar- with Derby, you've got sort of somewhere between four and six teams there that are really competing for those top. Well, realistically, it's a top one spot, we, we, as we discussed in an early episode, um, about the fact you need to have that top spot to sort of get up. Um, but I think that says something about sort of where Wolves are and what their, their commitments are. Um, and I think it's interesting we've, as we've got coming forward we've got the next you know the other one of those sort of 16th in Huddersfield coming up so we'll have we will actually have played by the end of sort of uh, by the end of September we'll have played all of the the big teams realistically in, in sort of in file Derby Forest and Huddersfield um, and obviously with ourselves in that sort of mix so the only other one is we haven't played is Brighouse and we won't play those them until December but I think you've sort of certainly got five of the top six or the top five teams there all milling around and we've played them all, which the benefit I see as well is it means that the other teams have all got to play each other and therefore there's a good chance they'll drop points. Whereas now, as long as Maka can keep the girls level-headed and I think if there's a manager that can do that, it's Maka, then actually we've, we've got the, some of the weaker teams to come up, uh, coming up who we can actually compete and challenge with. Um it does bring us up looking sort of in towards September, a letter half of this month. We've got two games coming up in the rest of this month now. We've got Leeds United in the Cup. In the, it's the determining round, so whether we enter into the Cup or the Plate. Um, and we know that the preliminary round of the, the Cup and the Plate, so they play them on the same days, will be the 10th of October. Um, Jess, are you wanting to see some squad rotation in that game? Are you wanting to see some of the... Should we call it fringe players um, come in and start, or should we say some of the sort of more senior players drop down? Uh, senior, uh, some of the starting eleven that we've seen regulars who said that there's been some consistent people starting there. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see some people come in. Obviously, I think Leo Joyce. I'd like to see her play. I'd like to see obviously Beck whether she's like coming back from injury. I'd like to see her play and sort of rotate the squad a little bit to see how the other team do play with obviously the new signings because we haven't seen it's pretty consistent every game in terms of the starting 11 so I would like to see some more players come in and hopefully give the other players a rest because obviously we have had a very tough start to the season so I would like to see some players starting differently for the Leeds game you know Natalie Weddle starting or something I would like to see it change up a little bit but I think if Maka doesn't then I wouldn't be surprised because Obviously, there's no, no need really to change it when we're getting good results consistently this season. But I would like to see some squad rotation, yeah. Tom, I picked up that, you know, because I wasn't there today, that both Jade and H came off injured today. Do you, do you expect they'll both get sort of rested for the, that Leeds game? Yeah, obviously, um, Jade came off injured. I hope that's not too serious. Um, but, you know, I'll probably rest game. Um, 
I'd like to see Leo. Um, Leo does get a full 90 minutes in there. And for her. Um, obviously, you've got a lot of chance for her. Um, hopefully, you can get some minutes as well. Um, yeah, I think there will be some senior players starting. Um, but I think that will also be a mix of, you know, players in it. It's nice to see Becky Thomas as well starting goal. I think that you know gives Shanna rest and play Beck for a good game because she's coming back from injury. Um, there's a chance for some of the squad players as well to be the point to my back in the club. Yeah, I want to be around this team. I want to, I want a chance in the starting eleven as well. Um, yeah. Definitely. And um, so I've certainly I've, I certainly agree. I think I, I, I certainly would be starting Beck in goal. I'll be giving Wed some time. I'll be getting Leo some time. I'll be looking at who else. I, I certainly would be wanting to rest. Um, Summer, maybe, or Tammy, one of the two of them, just to try and sort of give them a bit of a protection, give them a bit of a break. Obviously, they've been playing quite a lot over the last sort of few weeks. Try and rotate through. I wouldn't be surprised if Kate Evans doesn't start in the midfield as well mm. to give Summer and Tammy a rest. I think it would be nice to see her play. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Um, looking after that, we've got Huddersfield away. It's our first away game since the sort of Derby County game on the 22nd of August. That's over a month without away game would have gone. Um, they were obviously fifth before today's game. Um, they played Burnley. I'm trying to remember what the score was. I think they... Uh, I'm trying to figure they beat Burnley today on, or they lost. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember... Um, I think they lost to Burnley 4-0 off the top of my head. Um, and they've got, they're at home to Bold Miss and Michael's in the cup as well. So I think, who I've, if I remember right, they're doing really well in the Midlands division as well. So we've got, they've got, a, they've had a couple, tough couple of games. Obviously, they're no pushovers. They were quite high up in the uh, league, you know, sort of what last season before it was curtailed. Though they, they chose not to gain uh, not to seek promotion at the time because of the financial costs. Jess, a, a trip, a, a trip north. I don't think there's going to be um, many of us who'll be taking part in Yorkshire hospitality, um, however friendly they are. Um, but I think it could well be a case of this is a good opportunity for us to to sneak some points away on the board. Uh, yeah, you know, whilst away from home, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, but I do think Huddersfield, even though if they did lose today, I think, you know, they they've had some pretty decent results. You know, they put five past Loughborough and three past Middlesbrough. So I think they will be a threat. Obviously, you know, they if they can score that many goals and there's nothing there's no ruling them out in terms of they score an early goal or something. So I think hope obviously it would be lovely to get three points away from home, but you can never rule anything out just because they lose they've lost the last couple of games. But I do think Hopefully we get three points, but you never know. It's football at the end of the day. Definitely. And Tom, you uh, feel that it's a good chance for us to get three points on the road? It's a good chance, yeah. Uh, the way we started the season, we started strongly, so there's no reason why we can't go there and get the points. But, you know, you, there's no easy game at this level. Um, so, you know, you can go in there, as you say, they, when the season is curtailed. Um, it's, it's not going to be easy, but I think we've got enough 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think you're right. I think hopefully we'll get those three points on the board um, and come back in time for, you know, having had a good cup, cup win and getting the league win to sort of wrap up the month with a positive position um, going forward. I will just wrap up this part of the, uh, the, the pod with announcement of the result of the Player of the Month award we had. It was a poll on our Twitter page. Uh, I mean, first things first, just really clear. It was a really tough choice for, for us to pull together four names to go onto that Twitter poll. And we could have listed the whole squad, but we're only allowed four options on Twitter. Don't blame us, blame Twitter. Um, so we, we, we sort of point, picked out sort of the four players who were, we thought had played over the sort of all games we'd seen, played really well up to sort of this point. So that's over again, you know, sort of Middlesbrough, Derby, West Brom, uh, West Brom and Fylde. And we'd picked out Amber Hughes, Summer Holmes, Kelly Darby, and Shan Turner. And it was a really, really tough fight. To, yeah, sort of a battle there. And it it was really insane for me watching it on Twitter as well, just swinging one way to the next. And I, I, and I think it's a credit to all four players. It was that any one of them could have won it. It was it wasn't an easy shoe in. It was in the in the end, um, Summer Holmes did win it by with 36% of the votes, but that's, I think that's a credit to the whole squad, to be honest. I think that's a huge credit to, to the, the team that Mac has built up that we were so tight at uh, a vote. And so a huge round of applause to Summer um, and well done for that. Well, I think that's a great place, therefore, to wrap up part one of this podcast. We'll be catch you after the break and speak to you soon. Catch you in the break. Bye. Three. Welcome to part two of the Wolves Women podcast. Um, firstly, quick apologies. We're having some sound difficulties in the first part. Apologies for that. Uh, hopefully you got the, the, the gist of the what we're talking about. Hopefully we've got it all sorted for the second part. Um, cracking on um, with this, this part. Unfortunately, this week we had some really bad news from one of the, sort of, one of the standout players in the squad. Personally, certainly there's a personality within the squad. Shani Jennings, they announced that, or I'll read the message, was sad to announce that Shani Jennings will miss the 21-22 season as a recent scan revealed an ACL rupture and meniscus tear. I mean, ACL injuries, they're just, well, I was going to swear, they're not good. Uh, let's put it like that. Um, puts her out for 12 months. I mean, real, real shame, because as I said, she's an absolute character around the, around the squad. She's obviously... Her and Jammer are a comedy duo, with, plus with Wids. Uh, yeah, they're, she's, you can see how important she will be on some of those trips as well, that the sort of the banter you, and the sort of the, the camar, you know, camaraderie that she'll produce. Um, what's your thoughts on, I mean, I mean, obviously, first of all, we all send our best wishes to Shane. I mean, let's be really clear, we wish her all the best and speed recovery. Not that, you can, not that we want her to rush back. I mean, this is a season ending injury already for this season unfortunately but thoughts Jess on losing Shane for the year yeah it's devastating for her and I think obviously it is really unfortunate but I think obviously yeah you have to take your time when you do injuries as bad as that obviously we lost Alex Book to the same injury and she's been out for two years now so I think obviously a year is 
a minimum and optimistic but yeah I just hope that she does come back better and stronger than ever it is obviously really disappointing for her and obviously the season didn't really even start for her but I think it is what it is now you've got to come back better and stronger Tom your thoughts it's awful news really for Shaney um you know, she was a, one of the key players what helped us over the last two years in getting promotion and she's not going to get a chance this season mm-hmm. um, at, at this level. So it, it's disappointing for her. But, you know, if there's anybody who can come back from this injury, it will be Shaney. You know, we we're going to miss... I mean, she, you know, the banter she has with Jam and the others. It's, we, we're going to miss that. But, you know, she, she's a brilliant player and... Um, we're sad to lose her, really, but yeah, take her time in the recovery, and then when she comes back, come back stronger, back into the team. But she has to take her time because you know there's no point rushing back when she's not 100% ready. Only come back onto that field when when you feel 100%. And I don't think Macker would let her, you know, ever want to come back early. But I'd be seeing the doctors and making sure that she's 100% fit to return. No, definitely. I think this is very much one to take slow and slow, careful steps forward with. Uh, I mean, sort of a little bit of a put, you know, obviously we see all the banter with Jam, the sort of relationship there, it's great. But she's also great with the younger fans. She's one of the first, you know, sort of when, you know, she comes over at the end of the matches, first to go and see the kids, high five the kids, you know, the sort of the young fans and interact with them. And that's huge. I, and it's, yeah, I mean, all, all the players do it. Don't get me wrong, this, that's not a criticism of them. But she she's one to sort of, Fist bumps, high fives, chat to them. Yeah, she's she really gets down and sort of interacts with them and sort of brings them on as well, which is really you know it's going to be a real shame not to have her around the pitch side or on pitch side that you know times like that. So obviously, when you sort of lose a player for a season, you know we've got to look at are we now short in that you know sort of central midfield with you know Perks isn't getting any younger. You got you know Summer is. Yeah, sort of obviously coming coming back from an injury last yeah, sort of tail end of last season herself. Um H has picked up a you know sort of knock again at the end uh, you know this game today. Are we sure to cover in that central midfield, do you think, Tom? Uh, a little, but not I think that you know you you've got, you know, Kate Evans. I think she can come into that midfield area as well. You got Jam, you know Tammy and Summer. You know losing Shaney is it's just awful for her. But I think we've got enough cover there. Well, I think we, we have got a decent amount of cover there to last us the season. I mean, but if you know if I start to worry if like Summer was out with a long term injury or Tammy, then you think you know. That's when you start to worry a bit. Have you got enough cover there? But at the minute, I think the cover's fine. I say you've got the likes of Kate Evans who can come in as well. So I think at the minute we're all right as long as we don't pick up any more serious injuries. You happy with the amount of cover we've got, Jess? Yeah, I would agree. I think we have got enough players there in that position at the minute. I think we've got both attacking midfielders and defensive midfielders that can drop in, and I think. Right now we are okay, but obviously, like Tom said, if there is another person that gets injured or, or is out for a similar length of time to Shania, then I think it may be a bit of a problem. But I think I'm sure Mac has got that covered, and I'm sure at the minute I don't think it is a problem. 
fair enough. That's fine. That's good to hear. And I'm certainly, you know, sort of like, I'm always one of those people who'd rather have a, a slightly bigger squad and have that spare, have that spare bit of cover. Um, so maybe my my worry beads there are undue. Um, moving on to sort of the, these last sort of three games, we've played three, three really big games, and you know, sort of. I mean, okay, those lot down the road aren't that important, but they, in terms of the league. But obviously, that's it's the Black Country Derby. You've then played the top, or Files were top at the time, Forest were top at the time when we played them. And if you weren't able to make the match, there was no way you would be able to, bar sort of really good sort of people who tweet out, you know, sort of the Wolf Pack, um, who tweet out from the game, and the odd tweet from either the sort of the opposition teams or sort of other people are tweeting out. There was no streaming of these matches. Um, I mean, it was really good to see Russ Jones, sort of, who's marketing commercial growth manager for Wolves, down at the like, at the you know the, sort of the derby game, and when sort of challenged, questioned about whether there's going to be why the streaming wasn't available for this game, um, the comment that came back on Twitter is, and I'll read it verbatim: is streaming is something we'll definitely look to do at key points throughout the season. It's about finding balance as we don't want streaming to negatively affect attendance. There is nothing more inspirational to the women than seeing a record crowd turnout. I'm going to break that down. Take that last sentence. Completely agree with Russ. You know, we've always said it to this pod. We've said it previously. The large attendance is the fans getting down to CKW Stadium is huge. And the more people that get there, the better. We want as many Wolves fans down there as possible. Taking that first so, sentence, however, streaming something we'll definitely look at to do at key points throughout the season. Uh, the first black country derby of the season, first one in about three years, is that not a key point in the season? I, I, I personally think it's a key point in the season. Um, no, Tom, you think key point in the season, black country derby, first black country derby at home for three years? I think it. I think it is a key point in the season, yeah. Um, but I think what for Wolves is obviously the game was originally meant to be away. Fair enough. Um, so you put the time limit in there. Was there enough, you know, time to get all the, all that prepared to stream there? Um, so you know, obviously we only had like was it a week, a week and a half, yeah. um, to prepare because it was meant to be at you know certain cold field. But it was reversed to Molyneux. Um but. Yeah, I think I think it was a key game. I possibly would have liked to seen it streamed. Um, so like fans who, because I know there's a, quite a few fans now who follow Wolves women, um, from abroad, which I've seen comments from, you know, Baltimore Wolves. You've got fans in America who follow Wolves women as well now. Yeah. Um, so people who's long distance who possibly can't get to these games, but again, you you look at what Russia says. You don't want streaming to affect the attendance voice because you know it's the attendance what does spare the women on you know the atmosphere what it creates so you know there's two parts to it but oh yeah you have to agree with us that you know you don't want it to affect the attendance don't um, want to, I agree completely with you don't want it to affect the attendance and I would say therefore that Crawley wouldn't want it to affect their attendance or Lincoln for that matter 
both of them. I mean, Crawley streamed their game on free on YouTube on that same Wednesday night, and they're small team in general. You know, sort of has a whole setup. Crawley are a small team. The Wolves. That's not being, you know, discreet. You know, sort of nasty about Crawley. That is just, you know, truth. And they're they 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 managed to stream theirs, and they obviously will want bums on the seats as well for. Um, I just find it really odd that, and, and I take your point about West, the, the flipping of the game, therefore couldn't get things set up. Um, today's game, another one where you're playing against the top of the league, top of the table, league leaders, and there's no men's game on at all. So, you know, it's far, the game against far, the media team were obviously um, focused down at uh, Monu for that, that, that the men's game understood. But today there was no men's game on at all and there's no um there were, you could have quite easily had this sort of set up for it I, I get they're wanting to build the profile but we had more tweets about the portuguese squad prepping and wishing them luck for their game than we did for wolves women this week realistically or sort of for the internationals as a whole i appreciate connor start you know cody starting for england is a big thing but realistically, you know, if you're wanting to build the profile of Wolves women as a club, so therefore you're getting your attendance down there, so you don't, you're not impacting, so therefore you, you, you streaming doesn't have an impact. You need to be sort of really pushing the profile of the whole club all the time. You can't just be a, oh, we're in a cup run, so we'll do something about it now. It's got to be a constant sort of everything, you know, sort of Wolves tweets regularly about the Wolves women. It's kept to that sort of same level. As I said, I, I mean, I've got a beam up on it partially because, you know, as I said, I couldn't make it. I knew I couldn't make it because I, you know, don't live close enough to make the, an evening kickoff, and certainly not when I'm coaching football till seven o'clock, quarter past seven on a Wednesday night with a seven forty-five kickoff. That's just not without sort of time travel or something like that. I'm, you know, the TARDIS. I'm never going to make it there for that game. So I mean, I was, I was. Lucky that I had, you know, sort of the wolf pack who were tweeting out um, and others who was, but I mean, today's game, the Twitter feed from the club as a whole was really poor. Personally, I, I, the, the I had a tweet at halftime from Wolves Women that says it was halftime. The next tweet from Wolves Women's account was that it was scored at 60 minutes, a couple of minutes after the goal had gone in. Because Wolfpack, the Wolfpack Twitter feed had already told me there was a goal, and I, yeah, and I'd celebrated it and. And then got the, the official tweet. I got more tweets from Forest than I did from Wolves Women. And I appreciate, as well as a club, that they we utilise, work with Derby University, get their media journalists in, you know, to, media students in to help do that side of things. But I think we need to, if we're wanting to be more professional, we're wanting to generate more interest, so therefore we're having full stadiums. I mean, let's be honest, our crowd are really impressed. You know, our stadium, our attendances are really good. For this level, if we're going to have more of that, we need to have better comm strategy. Um, personally, I just, as I said, I appreciate you know, I've come from a slight different angle. I understand, I'll, I'll, I'll and yeah, Tom, you're right. Obviously, flipping things around for that, the, you know, the last minute flip round because West Brom couldn't get themselves sorted, um, meant that you know, they the, the media team were put into a slightly different position, but hey, okay, I'll, I'll. I'll I'll be quiet on that one now. But as I said, got it off my chest. Um, but taking on taking on that board, that sort of point, point about getting people down to the game, it happened that 
I saw another tweet from um, Hungry Like the Wolf. Um, and they commented after this was after the West Brom game. Um, Wolves women on fire and doing us proud. Add an element of loyalty points against men's team tickets for attendees, and let's see the see 656 become 6,000 future matches and share our girls' right to the Women's Super League. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you want to reward loyalty as a whole. Tom, uh, do you have any thoughts about sort of giving loyalty points to members who rock up to Wolves women games? Um, do you think that's a good idea? Um. It is, it's a good idea what can be suggested, yeah. Um, I think if you're going to do that, well, you have to go down the route of buying tickets online. I think that's the only way that you'll be able to do that um, rather than pay on the gate. Um, but at the minute, you know, season ticket holders and members getting free to watch the games anyway. So, yeah. you know, that should be incentive enough for them to say, you know what, we're going to get a free ticket We've got a free afternoon now, bring the family along, mm. you know, so I'll get loyalty needs, you know, loyalty points, I understand that, you know, loyalty does need to be rewarded, but I think that, you know, when, when Wolves offer free season ticket, um, free ticket for a season ticket holders and members, then, you know, it's an opportunity for them to come down, so there's no really insensitive in, in making them come down for loyalty points when we can get them for free, in my opinion. Yeah, Jess, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, obviously, I do understand where he's coming from, but I think having got family that live over an hour away from Wolverhampton, I think, and they travel down for the for the Wolves men's games, I think it is a massive commitment for people who travel home and away with the Wolves men's team. So I think having to travel home away to Wolves men's teams and to Wolves women teams as well every week to get loyalty points, I think that is potentially to be four games a week and I think that is a massive commitment to football especially even if you live in Wolverhampton or if you live further away but I think I do understand where he's coming from but I do think it is a massive commitment for some people and obviously you know having being it having it free for season ticket holders is as Tom said is a massive incentive for people to just come down and hopefully for the first time and they like the game and then they want to come back for more, for more games I think that is a massive incentive to get more people there but I do think it is a bit too much of a commitment to have loyalty points for the women's games as well. Yeah, definitely. Fair enough, that's fine. I mean, I'd be there whenever I could be anyhow, so it's not... But yeah, I think it's certainly something in the long run, I think it'll be something the club will have to look at as well, is if we do progress up to the Super League or Championship, let's look first at the Championship. Then I think it's something they'll have to look at. Um, I think there's there's an issue there that needs to be sort of picked up on in the long run. Moving on to sort of a bit more fun stuff. We've done the serious stuff. We've done the serious fun. Let's get on to the, the important stuff. Quiz. Quiz. Jess, you weren't here for the last one where we did the, the quiz. Do you want to chip in a late, late entry for sort of how many times before this season or how many games we played before this season against that them lot down the road? Um, check the exact phrasing of the question. Make sure I get it right. Um, I can't find the question now. There we go. Um, I think it was how many times we played them lot down the road was the before this season was the question. What was, what's your thoughts? Can you remember 20, 18, 20 or 22? I think were the options, if I remember rightly. And I think me, Tom and Sai all went 20. And you're on mute. I have 
no idea obviously how many times we have played but seems as you do went down the middle I'll say 18 but it is a guess ultimate uh, a guess and a guess that would have been right if she'd been there on the day so 18 times before this season's games our, our, our stato source has set us another quiz question okay Jade Cross is currently Wolves women all-time top scorer with 147 goals. What is the name of the player she took the title off? Okay. And uh, there's a couple of quiz phrases that could join mine this one. What was the previous top scorer record was the is the bonus point. And I've added a, an additional one to this one. The bonus bonus point. Who is older, Emma or Jade? And I, and I know this one because my kids asked her, because I've got twins, so my kids asked uh, Emma and Jade who was the oldest. So I do know this one. But thoughts about sort of uh, who previously um, would be, who's, who Jade took the goal-scoring record off. I'm, I'm stuck as well, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, Jade's been banging the goals for so long, I've lost, I didn't think there was anyone before Jade who scored goals. Um I'm going to go for 130 was the previous goal scoring record, and therefore Jay stuck a good few past it now. But any thoughts, Jess? I haven't got a clue who the person is. I don't really remember. Obviously, before I started watching Women, ever since I've started watching, it's always been Jay Cross who scored most of the goals for Wolves. So I don't know in terms of a person, but a number, I'd say 120. But that is a complete guess. I have not got a clue. Tom, what about yourself? Who do you think might have been that goal scorer? I'm not 100% sure. Um, but the only one I can think of off the top of my head, I don't know if she scored 100 and some goals, but I'm going to have a guess at Anne Johnson or Anne Blackham, as she would have been known, Ben. That's who I'm going to get at. And do you have any goals? Do you think it, how many goals do you think that record stood at? I say 110. Well, I guess we're all wrong. We're all wrong. I, I picked up because I knew there was a pack profile in the filed um, program. Excellent program, by the way. So I can just say that now. Um, Jade crosses the Wolves goal score, heads the Wolves goal scoring charts four ahead. So at 147 goals, she's four ahead of Danny Selms before my time there as well. But but yes, there you go. And so we all fa- failed miserably on that one. And who do you think is the oldest, Jess, uh, uh, Emma or Jade? Emma. <laughs> Tom, Emma, are you going to go the other way now? That because are you going to go with Emma? I'm going to go Jade. So Jess just edges this one because it is Emma, because they they did get interrogated by my kids and sort of, right, who's the oldest? Right, there you go. So my son was very happy that Emma was the oldest, but there we go. Um, So before we wrap up, go through the other business. I want to just pick up one big piece of any other business. Um, Nathan Maxfield, the Wolves Women Fitness and Conditioning Coach, has been taking part in the prostate cancer charity uh, just 
Jeff Stelling's March for Men by the Prostate Cancer Charity. He's done an amazing job. He's raised over £1,200. We'll include the link to his Just Giving stuff page and the, the notes for this. Really proud of what he's done for, for this really important charity. So huge congratulations to Nathan. And um, I know all the, I know from sort of looking at the messages, all the girls have been cheering him on and supporting him as well. So really pleased with him. And if you do, you know, there's lots of donations and stuff. And obviously, yeah, you know, sort of bigger stuff going on as well in the background. But if you do have a few spare quid, please do stick it into the pot as well for Nathan he's done an amazing job there so well done Nathan and we're all cheering you on here from the pod um, looking at a couple of other bits and pieces coming up before um, sort of crack it on the reserves were playing today so really good um, I don't know who was playing but I think Leo was down there um, so well done to them they played Loughborough down at Compton and won 7-2 and in another match, we were all cheering on Forest. So does anyone want to guess how many goals Albion let in against Forest Reserves? In their Albion Reserves versus Forest Reserves. This is highly entertaining. Go on, Tom. You 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 need to sort of get gain get some points back. If I said um, less than ten, but not quite more but more than eight. Nine. Yes, do you have a guess? Nine. Yeah, Albion nil, Forest nine. So um, yeah, so well done to Forest Reserves as well as uh, Wolves Reserves today. So that was a excellent uh, sort of bit of football there. Um, we've had have had got fixtures tweaked around as well. So we've just picked up that the the full Hull home game, which was due to be on the fourteenth of November has been moved because it's that's now the cup game the FA Cup so that's moved to the 19th of December but I think looking at the county cup fixtures that could still move again so I don't don't put uh, don't make any plans to tend to hold just the whole at home game just yet um, see how we're doing the the in the county cup the Loughborough home game on the 17th of April which was going to be the last game of the season has been brought forward to the 3rd of April so Brighouse away is now the last game of the season on the 10th of April. So the last home game of the season will be the 3rd of April at, um, against Loughborough. Um, I don't think there'll be any cup games that will go beyond that. Or if they are, they might be they're probably finals in, in neutral venue. So that's a big um, it's a bit there. Um, sort of, Jess, any other bits and pieces you want to sort of pick out? Um were you dot? Were you doing any celebrity spotting today at um, the game? Well, I didn't actually see them, but from having conversations with Simon Faulkner, we, I believe that there were some Aston Villa players who they did play yesterday in the WSL, and they did win, and they were there today. There was three of them: Jodie Hutton, Sophie Haywood, and Natalie Haig were all there today. So yeah. It's great to see, you know, WSL players coming down to Castlecroft to watch all the women. So, getting some uh, tips off uh, us. I know um, Starbridge ladies' team came up to um, watch the, the the derby game as well. So, um, it's great to see. I have to say, it's great to see sort of the the relationship there that you know everyone comes and watches 
a game of football regardless of who they support and sort of trying to see some of the some good football and i think that's you know says a lot about this that the the wolves game today was that it was the game of the weekend into certainly outside the sort of the top two tiers obviously there might be something going on down in london involving chelsea and arsenal but we don't really care about them um but certainly from a sort of a, a local point of view that the Wolves are a go-to team if you're wanting to go and watch women's football outside of the top two tiers. I think that says a lot about um, us. Tom, anything you want to pick up? Catch up? Not really, no. Jess, I mean, just one other pink thing. And I don't know if, Tom, you could recognise. There was somebody, I got sent some training pictures of somebody um, training with the squad who uh, today, I didn't recognise them. I got sent. I don't know. Tom, did you see the person training? I think you, Jess, you spotted them as well, didn't you? And sent pictures round. Did you recognise at all who they might be? Because it looked like a new signing, perhaps. I'd never seen her before. Tom, do you recognise her at all? I didn't recognise her. I was. I seen a picture in in the chat. I couldn't recognise her. No, I don't know. I don't know who she is. To be honest. I think that's one to look out for. There might be, um, well, I mean, obviously, Macca had said at, at when he announced Maz that it was, that was it, signings wise. So, I mean, maybe, maybe I mean, obviously, I probably should have linked this. If I've been sensible, I would link this into when chatting about Shaney that might, maybe this was some cover for Shaney, but who knows? Well, the I only think person that, who I think it could be, if it's obviously, if there's one on the team sheet, what's come new this season. Um, but if she wasn't a signing, she's from the youth. I think it's Mackenzie Hayden Jones. Yeah, I also believe that she's a goalkeeper and the yeah, player that was training so today was in an outfield kit. So go on, Tom. Oh, so I don't know if it was her or not. It could have been her. Um, but that's the only one what I've recognised on the team sheet, which hasn't been at many games. So it could be her. Yeah, I think you were saying just that that's a, she's a goalkeeper and a young goalkeeper as well. So this looked like a seasoned pro from the picture. So, oh, well, that's something to go on, Jess, you're about to just chip in there. Yeah, no, I also think, obviously, Mackenzie Hayden-Jones is a goalkeeper and that girl was in an outfield kit. But obviously the reserves did play today, so I would have assumed that she would have been at the reserves game playing. So yeah. I'm honestly not sure. Something to look out for in the next sort of... Um, few weeks I think see what comes out on the club's um, social media channels um, so that'll be really something to look forward to talking about social media obviously you can find the Wolves Women podcast on Facebook on Twitter on Instagram and obviously please do feel to drop us an email at wolveswomenpodcast at outlook.com we have been the Wolves Women podcast thank you very much for your time and until next time stay safe and up the Wolves